Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, welcome to the show. My guest today for the second time is Heidi Aldridge, host of the podcast, Heidi's Lemonade Stand, turning life's lemons into lemonade. We celebrate her 100th episode. We find out the life lessons she has learned and how she's grown. So welcome, Heidi. Thanks, Welcome Brian. back. Number two interview. And I you know. had your 100th episode since you started, since you restarted your show. Right. That's so to, I want to know 100 episodes. That's a lot of talking, a lot of people. Tell me what, like, what stands out to you other than the general theme of, yeah, people can turn crap into good things in their life. What? What have you learned? Call it lemons to lemonade, Brian. It's I'm called not. lemons to lemonade. I'll do that. I'll do that intro. I'll do my fancy intro. It'll be good. That's awesome. No, it's been quite a year. It's been amazing. A hundred interviews. And I also have 10 update interviews I've done. So I really done 110, but it's been amazing because I've been able to go back to people that I interviewed 20 years ago on the radio and find them and do an update on their show too. So that's been cool too. It's been a very busy year of doing interviews. And then I post them twice a week. So I keep busy, try to keep ahead. I try to have some in the queue ready to be posted, but it's been busy and it's been great. And people are so awesome to share with me. So I've been very lucky. Do you have a, do you have a shortage of people? Do you have to chase people down or are people willing, just coming out of the woodwork, willing to tell the story? It's been amazing. It started out, of course, contacting my friends and my family members and just people I knew and like surfing the internet for inspiring stories. And then all of a sudden, you know, people just started contacting me and it's been an amazing transition to now just go, oh, look on my calendar, there's people scheduled and I don't even know who these people are and I don't know anything about them. And I love just getting on and just learning about them for the first time while we record. I think it's so cool. So I'm not going in with any knowledge of what they're going to tell me or anything about them. And so I can ask real genuine questions too, that maybe an audience member would want to know because I have no knowledge of this. So it's been kind of a fun change to find people that I don't even know. It's been really cool. Well, that's, I know one of the, one of the guys that inspired me to do my show was, um, Todd Hansen that does the yes. story trek on mm -hmm. BYU TV and I had him on and just that's the whole beauty of of what he did was he had nothing really prepped either it was and that's how he got his show started was when he was a reporter for Fox News I think in Salt Lake he just said let me go out and just do random interviews with people on the street just unprompted and that's the magic of a lot of it is you know, I used to have scripted thing, not somewhat scripted, but I had an agenda and I would sometimes follow it, but that was more nerve wracking to me. One, okay. Cause you're not really listening to the answer. You're, I was focused on what question I'm going to ask next. It's like a conversation. It's a good, it's a good learning tool for having a, being a good listener. Right. You're not good. thinking about what you're going to say next, but you yeah. feel, oh, I'm afraid of dead air. What if I have some ums and ahs in there? Uh, ooh, uh, what, eh, eh. That's where editing comes in. And I yeah. love that because I take myself out of a lot of my interviews because I find that I, 
I sit there and go, wow, that's so cool. That's so awesome. That's so amazing. I love that. And I'm like, okay, how many times can I say that in a 30 minute interview? But I find myself just every time they say something, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Wow. That's so cool that you do that. So I'm like, edit, take out, take out. So I don't have, you, know, you don't have to listen to me are, telling people how wonderful they are. <laughs> but the reactions are good too. I mean, Anyway. Once in a while, but not every single time they say something. So I'm learning and I just want to be engaging and I want to have a conversation with them and I want them to open up to me. And so it's easier just to edit out a lot of the random things I say so that their story flows. And it sounds really good. I think the edited version is really nice. I enjoy listening to it. I actually post it and then listen to it. So I end up listening to all the interviews at least three times, sometimes even more than that. But a minimum of three times and I love it. It's really fun. What's been the most memorable one of the last hundred that you've done? Oh my and gosh. Why? I was wondering if you were going to ask me that because everybody asks me like, what's your favorite one or what's the one, you know, it'd be favorite. It could be just the most, yeah. I, you know, it's a question I ask my kids. I don't say what's the best part of your day. I say what's the most interesting. Yeah. What moved what's you the most? If there is, you one. remember. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is every single one has something so powerful in it. But my one that I always just top of my head, very first, it comes to my mind, was this amazing lady who was running for Miss America. She was elected as Mrs. Ohio. And two years before this, she had a stroke. She's 30 years old and suddenly had a stroke one night, just sitting there watching TV, working on her computer and was taken to the hospital, completely paralyzed, had to learn to speak again, walk again, went through two years of therapy and all kinds of grueling things and surgeries and everything to be able to, now she's Mrs. Ohio and she's walking across stage, elegant, speaking beautifully and just looks like nothing ever happened. And so to me, I was just like, so inspired by what she shared because she could have, she was at the lowest of lows. Like you can't, she had to blink to communicate to people because she was so, she almost died, you know, and laying there in the hospital bed and her doctor told her, I know you feel like life isn't worth living anymore and that you'll never be better again, but you're not buried, you're just planted. And that gave her that little bit of inspiration of like, okay, I've got to fight through this. I have to grow. I have to learn, I have to keep trying. And so that just really motivated her every day to keep working on trying to get her body back to functioning again. So to me, that was an amazing story. I just had never heard anything near like that. And it was incredible. So she's a good inspiration to me. And I think about her story all the time when you feel buried, it's like, you know what? You're just planted and it's okay. You're gonna get through it. That's interesting, you know, being, paralyzed I just had shoulder surgery and they did a nerve block so for three days I was paralyzed my shoulder and arm everything paralyzed and that is the that is a great insight to people who really deal with that on a daily basis because you have no idea and a couple of years ago I had my knee operated on nerve block four days whole leg I was literally telling it looking down at it saying move damn it move and nothing you can't, I mean, you cannot will it. And that was a fascinating insight. And it was four days, right? three or four days. I can't imagine living, you know, like that. 
and kind of the fear of it because you don't know if you're ever going to get better. Like, you know, you had it purposely done to you and you knew, oh, this could be a few days, but to have a stroke or have something traumatic happen to your body and not know, am I ever going to come out of this? It's, it would be a really scary thing. And it was just mm. cool how inspiring she was with even going through all that. And she keeps saying it was not easy. It was not overnight, you know, because you look at her now and be like, oh, you were fine, you know? And she's like, no, <laughs> it was, it was really hard. And you can see pictures of her, or hear her story. And you just think, wow, it's hard to believe she's doing so well now. But that's how all the people I interview are. It's hard to believe what they've been through because they're just so, I don't know, they're just in a really amazing place. They have so much light and so much to give and so much knowledge and inspiration and positivity. It's just amazing that they're willing to share that from something terrible that they went through. So I've been very blessed to be able to meet these people and hear where they've come from and how they got here. It's really cool. There's a a picture and it, you know, it's the ice people use the iceberg for so many different things, but it, it's got success at the top above the water. And then underneath the water, you don't see all the heartache, the blood, the sweat, the pain, the, the almost giving up everything that we don't ever see that because people really want to post that. I think we should start posting more of that crap. Yeah. The reality of our successes and, and that would probably inspire more people really. Well, I had one that. person say that they actually used that analogy. They said, I'm going to share with you below the waterline, <laughs> you know, the just the rest of what's down here, because yeah. you can see this up here above the waterline. But let me tell you what's really happening below. So I love that analogy. It's so true. I wonder why we're so afraid to share that. To share the, the below, again, that, I mean, that's a great podcast title, really below the waterline. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I wonder why that's so hard for us to talk about i'm finding that as i give a platform for it everybody's very willing to share with me and that's been amazing i think a lot of people need to get to that place in their life and what they're going through to be able to talk about it there's different phases and stages of our iceberg you know and yeah. we can just want the world to see that above the water that really pretty thing out there and not the stuff below so i think a lot of it is just kind of for our own self to keep protected but really once we open up and we see that we can relate with everyone the same way and we all have the below the waterline parts <laughs> where yeah. nobody's getting away with it so no, every, we have to say, share it every just house has a story open. yeah every house has a story exactly well, as i'm talking to you I, i'm thinking of a few of my past guests that would be perfect for your show awesome so i'm going to send them to you i uh, right. a friend of mine last year had uh stage four bone cancer in his pelvis and was literally within days of having that enter his whole body and kill him. They found it and literally he had, he lost half of his pelvis. So a perfectly good left leg had to go with it. I mean, I can, I can get my head around. Okay. If I lost a limb, but losing like where your limb attaches and he's now a year out and he just sent me a video of him swinging a golf club on a driving range. And he's just, he is, he's perfect for your show. Incredible. That's amazing. So I'll refer you. Yeah, that's what we do. We just share inspiring stories. People actually really like to hear these kind of stories. I think there's a part of us, like as hard as it is to be the one to share it. So many people just want to hear that lemon to lemonade story where someone took something really bad, tragic, hard challenge 
terrible thing and how they came out of it, how they have risen above it. Another one is a lady whose son got killed and how she now helps people that are grieving. And I think that's incredible because she was so angry. He was killed by his roommate and his roommate didn't get charged for it. And uh-huh. like how angry as a mama, you know, you're like, nobody even paid for the death of my child. Like we know he did it. We know why he did it, but he didn't get in trouble for it. So she just kind of went raging for, for a while, just angry and just wanting to make this kid pay for killing her son. And then she kind of had this moment of like, life is miserable. I'm miserable. I'm making everyone around me miserable. I'm angry. I want everybody to pay. And this isn't serving my son. And she kind of had this moment of like, what would my son want me to do? You know, would he want me to be angry? And would he want me to be out to ruin this guy's life or whatever it was? And she turned her grief into helping others with grief. And now she does this free, just like, online you know through zoom with people and just sit and talk to people about their different stages of grief and just is there for them and just listens to them and supports them wherever they're at in their grief journey and she has this amazing process to go through to help heal the grief incredible like she was so inspiring to me because she had so much hope and so much positivity and it made me realize I died would I want the people I left just being sad or you know not wanting to live their lives and not wanting to laugh or go have fun or do anything oh mom's not here so we can't have any fun anymore we can't have Sunday dinner at our house anymore or whatever and just be depressed and it's like no way I would feel terrible if I knew that was happening to people I'd left behind so I'd want them to live their lives and be happy and have Sunday dinner, go to Disneyland, do all the things we did together, keep doing those things. And so it kind of made me realize like, wow, when we lose a loved one, we tend to want to just be mad and be angry and hide in a hole. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't serve them at all. That doesn't elevate what you had together at all by doing that. So it's easier if we can just live for them. Yeah. You don't want to die in a group. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. You know, yeah. we, we, we do that. Sometimes. One loss is enough. We yeah. don't need to have everybody moping around that are left behind. Yeah. yeah. And of course, grieve. You got to feel it. You got to go through yeah. the process. I get that. We got to cry. Totally not saying that at all. But it's hanging on to that sorrow and that anger that doesn't serve us, that actually makes it worse for people around us. Then I think that's what we have to learn to let go of and so I appreciate this lady who's willing to help people get to that point in their life as well. And she had to be there. She had to be in the worst place so that she can help others get out of theirs. It's amazing. Because yeah. she can relate. And, and it's easy to think that we're alone. Oh, totally. In our crap. Yes. We that's all another, think that. That's another <laughs> podcast title. We're not alone in our crap. <laughs> or we feel picked on. Like it's just me. Like the alone, but why me? And why did this have to happen to me? And this only happened to me or things like that. And it's like, everybody has something. You could go around a room and everybody, if you have to say, what crap, to use your word, what crap are you dealing with right now? (laughs) What lemon are you dealing with right now? And every single person could say something going on in their life right now that they're struggling with. Nobody gets away with it. Shut up, dogs. (laughs) Uh Babysitting my granddog too, and 
Oh. It's just annoying. Can't wait till she moves out. <laughs> the dog. It's very nice of you. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. So looking back from when you started till now, have uh-huh. you changed at all? What 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 has changed? Or maybe, has, maybe I'm just assuming you have. So what has changed with you and your perspective on the world? Yeah. Yeah. In the service you're providing now. So many changes. It's been amazing. I love to write in my journal now because I feel like I just see things so different and I can be so much more positive than I was before. But really, I've learned a lot or I haven't. I've just had things reaffirmed to me. You know, it's things I knew all along, but it's just nice to hear people reaffirming like yes i do believe that i do know that i have thought that before and it's just nice to have somebody else share their experience that just reaffirms of like yep yep we're gonna be okay and we can all get through this and a higher power is aware of us and blessings do come and things happen for us instead of to us and just all these different little lessons like i said i kind of already knew but it's just been a good reminder and every person with a different story a different way they've reacted and a different way they've solved problems just opens my eyes even more and i don't feel like bring it on necessarily attitude of like well bring on the challenges because i have all this knowledge now but at the same time i kind of feel more like i can roll with things a little easier now than i could before and as things come at me i'm like okay how is this happening for me how is this serving me what can i learn from this how can i move past this or through this and it's just been a lot better way to live it's been a lot more positive and happier way to live so it's been really good that's awesome (laughs) i know i'm really glad i learned a lot about grief which is something i didn't know a lot about grief before like i've grieved and i've had terrible loss in my life and so it's been really cool to learn ways to process it and ways to look at it more positively instead of kind of that person left behind and and that rejection and that loss and that sorrow and look at it in a different way. So that's been a really big change too. I've seen people who seem to almost apologize for how they're grieving. Mm. And I I called someone on it the other day. I said, you know what? You do this, whatever way it looks like to you and screw other people. Yeah. If they're like, Oh, just can't you move on? And like, what does that even mean? What does move on mean? Let That's people, exciting. if they don't want to cry or if they want to cry or if they want to do, do nothing or do everything, that's their way. And we have to let people be that and do that. Exactly. There's no right or wrong. I know psychology and I don't know, people, the world says, oh, this are, these are the stages. You must go through these in this time, in this order. And I just don't think that's true. No. Nope. And you probably that's found not. that out a lot. Yes, very much. And there's different things to grieve too. You know, we think of like grieving the loss of a loved one, but there's just so many other, like you even shared earlier with grieving the loss of a limb. You know, there's other things that happen. Grieving the loss of a of an unborn child or grieving the loss of, of plans you had or, or a spouse, you know, that a divorce and the loss of a family. And it's just, there, there's so many different things we, we lose that we grieve that it's not just about death. And it's just been so eye-opening to understand the different ways that we process that and how even though it's a different situation, the process is still all the same. We still have to go through it and get to the other side. And it's how we travel 
that makes the difference. Getting through it. It's what we think about and focus on and work towards that makes the journey harder or easier. It's really all about what we think about it than the actual event itself. It's the power we give it with our thoughts. So it's been fascinating to learn from different people about loss and grief and how we get through it. Have you ever interviewed someone that turned their lemonade into lemons and went backwards? (laughs) (laughs) I guess you don't allow that on the show. (laughs) Well, it's funny because we do talk about people that it's not just a one-time thing. So, you know, they could tell their lemon to lemonade story of this one event, but then there's more lemons that come. You know, so it's not something that just ends. Oh, I went through that one really hard thing in my life. So now I, I'm good. Just I'm making lemonade forever. No, yeah. that does not happen. It's like, okay, here's some more lemons thrown at you. So what are you going to do with those? You know, and uh, we even, I even talked to one person recently about even once you've made the lemonade, you might need to tweak it. It might not be sweet enough, or you might want to put some raspberries in it or do something a little different. Because even though it's lemonade, doesn't mean it's great still, you know? Yes. Some people don't like lemonade. So exactly. there's, what do I hate lemonade? Know? Yeah, so there's different ways to look at it still. And it just, so necessarily taking the lemonade and turning it back to lemons, not really, but there's more lemons. So it just is a circle. It just keeps going. You and just keep getting are, to make more. They're bigger. Sometimes they're bigger lemons, bigger meteors. Uh, years ago, my wife was really frustrated at something going on in her life. I don't even remember what it was. So clearly it wasn't very big. But at the time, you know, it's monumental. Yes. And she's like, when's life going to get, when's things are going to get easier? And I just had this epiphany that said, they won't. Yeah. In fact, the one you're going through now is preparing you for the next one. And had you not gone through this first one, the next one might have killed you. Exactly. So yes. hashtag that. Yeah, that is perfect. Shareable meme. No, that is perfect. That is perfectly said because it's so true. We think like this is so hard and we're never going to make it. And we do. We make it through. And then something else comes along even harder. And because we went through that first thing, we're in a better mindset and a better place. If we learned from it and if we grew from it, it brought us to a better place. If we're still stuck there, then it feels like we're being buried. It feels like we're just getting more stuff thrown and thrown and we can't survive and we can't take it and it's too much and we spiral and it's too much. So there's both ways, you know, you got to fight through it and keep moving forward and growing and learning or you stay stuck and you get buried by the stuff that keeps coming at you. It's almost like there's a blanket thrown on you when you're going through a big trial. There's a blanket thrown on you and you can't see. Yeah. You have to rely on on faith to to get you know whether you whatever that looks like to you right because you can't see when you because you're in you're in something you're like that's all i can see is this i can't see past my nose and this sucks and life's gonna you know you know i I remember my first college breakup i was depressed for a week for a month i've never been depressed like that ever that was the only time in my life really really sad and i just wanted to sleep all the time because I wasn't in pain when I was asleep, but I just, that's all I could see. I was like, there's the world's over for me. I, there, there'll be never another one like her, you know, it was just, yeah. and you look back how dumb that is, but yeah. I'm, it's, it's perspective. It's a perspective. It is. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that's exactly what happens. I love the blanket analogy. And the only thing I can think of when a blanket is over you, guess what you can do? You can reach your arms out 
and you can reach for someone. You can reach for that support. You can reach for someone who's been there. You can reach for someone to help you take the blanket off and be able to see again. And so I love that idea of like, yes, we cannot see and it's suffocating and it's overwhelming, but we can reach out. And that's what we have to learn to do is when we're feeling suffocated and overwhelmed and buried, reach out to someone, someone else has been there and done that, or someone else who can be a coach or a therapist or a support, reach out to God or whatever that is that you believe in the higher power in your life, reach out. That's what you got to do. So I'm glad you brought up that analogy. That's awesome. And perspective. Don't stress about something now that won't make a difference in five years from now. Like really, you know, we have to keep perspective of like, okay, in the whole grand scheme of things, is this like a really tiny thing? Because right now it seems huge. And you seem like you said with the breakup, oh my gosh, I'm never going to find anyone. This is traumatic. And yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you get over it. But it's okay. Yeah. Yes, you, but you, at the time, because your because your perspective is small, so small, and I don't want to diminish that at all. That is true and real, and we all have it, and that is a real thing. And it feels like there's no way out. It feels like there's nothing will get better. It feels like nothing will improve. It feels like nothing is good in our life, and that's where gratitude comes in. I talked to someone recently about they were so stressing about their future. And they wanted to know, you know, I want to know, am I going to be with this person? Am I going to live in this place? Am I going to do these things? I'm like, wow, you are so missing out on today, on this hour, on even this conversation we're having together. You're missing it because you are so worried about what's coming and you want to have it all figured out, which is all going to change anyway. Even if you do figure it out, it's going to change. And so I've learned now that gratitude of the moment, just being present, just being with the person you're with, enjoying the food you're eating, enjoy the drive you're driving, like whatever it is you're doing, it could be the last time you do it. It could be the millionth time you do it. It doesn't matter. You need to be in the moment, have gratitude for where you're at this minute. And it really helps with anxiety for the future. It really helps with being able to pause and have that peace and joy and find the goodness wherever you're at right now. And that's helped a lot. And I love being able to talk to people about that. Yeah, That's being awesome. present is is huge because we're such a our world is so fast now that we're on to the next thing. I, mean, I just notice it in talking to my kids. I can't even on a text or something. Just trying to get them like, can you just focus for two seconds? Or they'll show me something on their phone, and they'll just go look, zoom, and they'll go real fast. And you see that, Dad? I'm like, no, I didn't see that. My brain doesn't process as fast as yours. I need to just give it back to me. And let me. Mm, mull it over in my old man way. <laughs> I love that. That's so true. We all need to be old men then. So that's what you're saying. <laughs> we all Just need to slow it down. <laughs> it's like, let me soak this in, uh, you know, but they, they just, their brains just work. So, which is good. So, I mean, I capitalize on that and I use them. I'm like, Hey, help me find something real quick. You do it. <laughs> no, Cause you can find it in 12 seconds. It would take me 12 minutes. Yeah, exactly. To model through it. But yeah. But just don't forget to be grateful for even those 12 seconds or 12 minutes. That's what we have to look towards. And I think that's something that I've been able to learn and just remind myself all the time. Like, I'm just excited for everything I get to do. I think it's cool. Like, I act like this is the coolest thing ever. I get to do this, no matter what it is. Just, be I just love it. Be grateful yeah. for now. Yep. You just don't know. And We've grateful got, for yeah. relationships, too, because that's a big thing. You just have no idea. No, we don't. I, there's a, a 
young father in our neighborhood who got COVID um, a week ago. Four days later, he's gone that fast. Four or five days, just gone. And so yeah. it's crazy. You have no idea. Yeah. No. Yeah, you got to love the people you're with while you have them because that is one thing that is sure is that it ends. Yeah. Everybody's got to go. So I'm a no regrets person and I don't want to have somebody, I don't want to lose someone in my life and just sit there and go, oh, I wish I would have, I wish I would have, I wish I would have. Should have spent more time, should have done yeah, this. Should have called them and, and then that's the shitting on ourselves, right? And so it's like, no more of that. It's like, no, I want to just enjoy it. I'm going to call grandma every week because I don't know, there's going to be a week I'm not going to be able to call grandma anymore. Yeah. So just call grandma. It's okay. <laughs> it takes, well, sometimes it takes a while because <laughs> they like to talk, but if you keep it regular, <laughs> then yeah. call grandma. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> she needs to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I, I, do that. I do that with my dad every week. I haven't seen him in three years personally, but I, I call him every week. Good. And he's healthy and strong and he's, you know, he'll be around for probably another 20 years. He's 80. Right. But, but you, you don't know. know. You don't know and you don't know you either. So, you I know. Mean, yeah. Like yeah. I could have, when I crashed on my mountain bike and tore my shoulder, I could have. Could have been way worse. I could have, you know, killed myself or something at the time. So. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I find. A lot of these lemon to lemonade stories are close call kind of things like that as well, where people have been in an experience that they survived and how they changed their life and their perspective and helping other people because of what they endured. So it's amazing what people go through and how yeah. resilient we all are too and how much we can support each other and how much we can relate to each other. It's so important. I just am really passionate about that now. So that's another thing that's changed probably too. <laughs> so I'm just like, we've got to watch out for each other. We've got to care about each other. It's important. I think you were like that before you started this show. <laughs> Now I have a louder voice, I guess. So yeah, you're just louder, but you were the same when I met you a couple of years ago. Just watching out for everybody. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. You know, so cool. I know, I know it's me, <sighs> but just being more grateful now, I think that's been a big thing. So that's probably what I've learned the most. That's good. That's very Enjoying good. I, life. Yeah. I like that. And yeah. it's giving me new inspiration to continue to do mine. And so I appreciate it. I appreciate your friendship. And, you. and what you've done and, and it's always just really healthy talking to you thank you same you got that easy late night dj voice smooth <laughs> talking me off the ledge that's true okay brian come on step back you got this you can take it a little bit longer <laughs> that's awesome well it's always great to talk to you and i wouldn't be here without you so i owe this to you to encourage me to actually do it. It was fun to meet someone in real life who actually had a podcast a few years ago. It's something I daydreamed about for a while and it was so cool to hear just how you did it and you made it sound so easy and good and worth it and I took the plunge. Here you are plunging every day. I love it. It's okay. been great. Well, thank it's been you. Really thank you so again thank you. for your time and of course dogs. What they right. do. I guess we're done because the dogs are, are going off, but that's right. That's the COVID soundtrack, the COVID background soundtrack. <laughs> that's so true. That. 
or kids or kids you know banging around or crying or something in the background you've got either animals or kids it feels like yeah. so i wish yeah, there was it's a because train. we do stuff we, from home we need a train going by that would be cool yeah one so. of my interviews i did the neighbors were having a fence installed and so that was awesome it was six feet away from my window and i'm trying to do this interview and it's just bang 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 putting posts in and moving rocks and i'm like are you kidding me are you guys gonna really be doing this right now i even yelled out to the workers i'm like seriously right now can you wait like a half an hour and they're like no we just poured the cement in the holes we have to put it in now oh you're killing me so yeah that's the joy of doing stuff from home yeah. is you just can't control all the outside noise and that's okay i think it makes okay. it more real kind of it like, does well, there you go <laughs> you worry about being perfect and i'm still worried yeah. about audio and anyway yep that's all right. just it's important to get it out there is what I've learned. It's like, even if it's not a perfect recording or even if there's somebody coughing all the time or whatever it is that is, I almost push more on those because I know those are the ones with all the opposition on them that really need to be out the most is what I've found. Yeah. And that's the good way to look at it up at the op is opposition trying to prevent you from getting that out. Yeah. And so it's like, then fine. It has dogs barking. It has fence posts going in, whatever it needs to be heard. And if it's distracting, then those people hearing it aren't in a place to really hear the real message in it anyway. So it doesn't matter. So it's worth the effort to get it out there. And I've learned I have to fight harder on some of them to make it happen. And then it motivates me even more because I know the message is just as important. So it's been a really Amen. good experience. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. Don't tell anybody. I'll get a reputation. Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from the Parish the Thought Show.